Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. You don't want to melee at the sip and see. That's a bad look. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. You will need your anger now. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. I'm a journeyman traveler to the world of Southern ways. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas. So you don't have to. Not my husband. No, he never does anything wrong. <laughs> Hello and welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And today we are talking about grudges held, grudges kept, and, and are they justified? Which I think, yes, they're all justified. Are they justified? Parenthesis, yes. This is very important, Amy, because we're not here no. to solve these grudges. Or to be like, it's time to let go, or, you know, people make mistakes. We're not here to solve it today. We're just here to get in the mud and revel in some grudges because... Hold space for your grudges. Yes, we're both Irish people. And if there's anything Irish people are known for, it's grudge holding. It's non-confrontational grudge holding. Right. When I'm going to tell you about it, I'm just going to be mad for 50 years. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that better? All right, you get into mailbag before I get into anything else. Oh, yes. Wait a minute. Time for mailbag. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check the mailbag. This week's mailbag is from Tracy in the Facebook group. You can always find us at facebook.com slash groups slash whatfreshhellcast. This is a group-led activity. Everybody's been posting the increasingly ridiculous theme days that their schools are having, like dress-up days. I would say, Amy, let's say it. This is a grudge. People are a little annoyed at these schools. Right. Right. This is a grudge-related mailbag. And Tracy wins. I think we all agree that Tracy wins. Her kids' class had Monday mixed-up chameleon day with like assigned colors like lime green and purple based on your grade. Then Tuesday, brown bear, brown bear day, dresses your favorite animal. Wednesday, hungry caterpillar day, dresses your favorite food. Thursday, the tiny seed day, dress as your favorite plant. <laughs> Friday character day dresses your favorite book character. And everybody in the comments was just like, this is a prank. Who hurt you? Like, this is crazy. Dresses your favorite plant. And God bless schools. I always want to stick up for schools. They're trying to make it fun. But this is a nightmare. No child has a favorite plant. <laughs> My kid came down. I was laughing because it must be, I don't know, it is a national hysteria going on with these theme days. 
my son came down and said it was funny hat day. And I gave him, I have a big, um, you know, beach hat, like a giant pink beach hat. And I was like, here, this is funny if it's on you. I mean, that's all you're getting. This is like, (laughs) it's the great line from Raising Arizona where she says, do you have balloons in funny shapes? And then the guy says, not unless round is funny. And it's like, that's it. I'm like, this here's a hat. It's a crazy hat. If you wear it, that's what makes it crazy. That's a deserved grudge that any school is asking you for this much costumery in the dark of winter. Like it's wrong. We don't support it. We love you schools for trying to be fun. We don't judge you, but this is wrong. Yes. Morally and spiritually, it is wrong. Yes. Before we got to mailbag, we were talking about being Irish people with grudges. And I wanted to tell a story that we were once in my grandmother's apartment where she lived with her sister who was two years older. My grandmother and her sister were born in 1899 and 1901. We have very long generations in my family. And they were having an argument about a dress. Wait, what year is this? We're like in 1911. We're talking about the dress. No, no, no. This is year like 1992. Oh, right before they died. Okay. And they're having an argument about a dress. My brother and I were there doing something, fixing something, making dinner. Who knows what we were doing? This was years and years and years ago in the 90s, children. And Mm -hmm. they were having this argument. You shouldn't have worn the dress. It was mine. The yellow dress really was mine. Mom always said, no, the pink one was yours. And going back and forth. And my brother over their heads looked at me and was like, this happened in 1917. (laughs) And they were fighting about it in 1991. And like, that's how we roll the Irish. Like if you stole my dress in 1917, you will be hearing about it in 1991. I'm going to hold it in the, my tissues and marrow and bring it up later. And let me just say, respect. Yes. That's how I roll. I like a grudge. I like nursing a grudge. Are there downsides? Maybe some other day we'll be like, you know, is there healing and letting stuff go? That's not what we're doing today. I mean, we're nursing. And these are tiny grudges. We asked our listeners, what's something you've nursed, even though you know you shouldn't have, but darn it, you just can't let it go. Yes, the kid who wouldn't let you sit with them in second grade counts. Yes. And boy, did you deliver. Oh, I mean, we have a lot of tiny micro. These are micro grudges. Okay. Let's start with Naomi. This is just right in the strike zone for us. A kid hit me over the head with a flute in its case in fifth grade. Yeah. Stay mad. There's no more to the story than that. Stay mad, Naomi. That was wrong. What's that quote from A Wrinkle in Time? Like, you will need your anger now. Like, stay mad, little Naomi. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Use your anger. Like, uh, (laughs) it's Star Wars, right? Like, come to the dark side. Feel the anger. That kid should not have done that. Kid should not. We're totally team Naomi. That was absolutely wrong. Katie, now this was a good one. One time Delta Airlines website had a glitch and I was able to book two first class flights to Hawaii for $40. I texted my husband, should I do it? And he said he had to work. (laughs) Then he said they probably wouldn't have honored it anyway, but they did. I should have gone by myself. Or literally anybody else, right? Like It seems to me like... Yeah, just pick a friend. I've got a $40 first class ticket to Hawaii. I feel like that's a hot ticket. I would never let that go. I would never let that... I don't know how you live with this monster, Katie. I mean, I would never let that go. Then I'd hold a grudge against myself because I definitely would have... I'm like, well, I should buy these, but let me see what the reasonable part of my family thinks. And yeah, and my spouse would be like, yeah, nah, nah, nah. and I would have, yeah, I would have done the same thing. I would have checked with somebody first. I'm a grown up. Buy the tickets. Just buy them. Just buy them. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely team 
This is a marital problem I definitely have, which is my husband's like, well, on the other hand, and I'm like, uh, I'm not always looking for the other side of the equation. <laughs> right. There's another side to a mistake on the Delta Airlines website. Just buy, click. Jillian's mom could be our mom, Amy. Okay. My mom goes around banning family members from all the businesses that have wronged her in the past. 30 years ago, she went to a car dealership and they commented something about her husband coming back with her. And she still mentions it to every person who brings up buying a car. Respect, right? This is exactly how we were in the family. Like you would pass a bagel store and be like, that that place burnt a bagel once then and then charge me full price. And I mean, you would do the math and that would have literally happened 14 years ago. But we just would like, you know how people spit on the ground to curse places? Like you would spit on the ground whenever you saw that bagel place. This is not my family's tradition, but... oh. You know who we used to do this? One of my best friends from high school, who's still my friend to this day, she and her roommate, like the guy was rude to her roommate at the bodega across the street. So they were like, yeah, let's not go there anymore. And then like two years later, my friend found out that her roommate, like she kept up the boycott for like four days because it was the store across the street. And my friend had been keeping it going, like walking blocks out of her way for two years to hold a grudge on behalf of her friend who had long ago forgotten that that was a thing. Correct. I had that roommate in college who was like, don't tell her anyone who you're mad at because I would say like you know Amy on the podcast she hung up on me the other day and then I would move on and three years later she would dog you at a party and just be like glaring at you because she was just an ultimate grudge holder and if you said oh my boyfriend you know didn't call me back she would never speak to that person again I mean you had to be so careful if you lit her grudge flame it was never going out on a similar theme, I love moms who hold grudges. It just, I don't know why it lights my fire. Tanisha says, my Jamaican mother has boycotted the Chiquita company for over 15 years because they no longer valued the Caribbean as a profitable market to distribute to. She would buy all her groceries at one store and buy non-Chiquita bananas from another store. My mother left Jamaica in 1978 and hasn't lived there since. I still totally support your mom, Tanisha. All for this kind of stuff. How could the Caribbean not be a good banana market? Think about the daiquiris being sold at all the resorts all over the Caribbean. It's a mystery. We have not reached out to the Chiquita Company for comments, <laughs> so please be clear that we do not know the factual basis. This might not even be true. They might totally value the Caribbean at this point, but Tanisha's mom doesn't care. That can be kind of the boycott that I love, which is just like your friend with the bodega. It's like, I'm holding a grudge on something. I don't even remember the origins of this. But recently I had an event and my Sister came down in an orange dress, which is the color of the English during the Troubles in Ireland. Uh-huh. And my dad was like, what kind of Irish girl wears an orange dress? Like he still, he was just like, he wasn't really mad, but he was kind of taken aback. Like, why would you ever wear the color of the country we were in conflict with, you know? 50 years ago and that we were not directly involved in. But it was just funny, like, you know. <laughs> and he wasn't there. He wasn't there, but it does go on. Like, he just was like, I don't understand why you would buy slash wear an orange dress. I like it. Hold those grudges, people. Yeah, hold those grudges. Kate, I can identify with this one. Kate says she lost the fourth grade spelling bee with the word jaguar. There were two of us left. I would have won, people, she says. Can I tell you, when I saw this on the list, I was like, this is an Amy Wilson grudge for the ages. Like, I know this is going to light you up. 
Well, because this is me, right. I did the spelling bee a couple of years. My sister was like spelling bee champ, went to national. She was on ESPN. She was like top 10 in the country. Molly, how did I not know that fun fact? Amazing. You go, Molly. I mean, crazy because she's 10 years younger than me. That tracks from what I know about Molly. That works. Yeah, yeah. She's super smart. But it was crazy because it was the, I remember well, I was living in New York. It was the first year that the spelling bee was on ESPN, but it was still long enough ago that there weren't cell phones or the, like doctors had cell phones and that was it. So I knew it was going to be on ESPN. And so I like, I just put it on to see what was happening. And there's my sister on TV. Like I screamed, the whole neighborhood must have hurt me. And like, it was happening right then. Being on TV when we were children was the most exciting thing that could ever happen to you. When everybody didn't have a videotape in their pocket and there was no social media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it was up to somebody else. It was so unusual. Like if you had said to someone, I was on TV once, like everyone would stop in the room to hear that story. <laughs> now it's like, if you haven't been on TV, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yes. The word she got out on was gongorism, which is one of those annoying spelling bee words because it's spelled exactly like it sounds. Like, I think she tried to, like, get cute with it, but it was G-O-N-G-O-R-I-S-M, gongorism. I think she, like, tried to put, like, a Y in there or something. The spelling bee is wild. If you've never watched it, it's like words you've never, never heard of. You've never heard of. Do you know the definition of gongorism? No, but the funny thing is she was also on SportsCenter, ESPN SportsCenter, the next morning. They showed her like gongorism, G-O-N. And then they were like, that ball is gongorism. And they like showed a clip of a guy hitting a home (laughs) run. So then she had, can you imagine your seventh grade cred? They were roasting her. But the boys also were sorry on Sports Center because people still, you know. Oh, so it was a win. I was afraid that they she went and everybody was like for the rest of her life goofing on her. No, she was a star. But I never got as far as this. I never got out of like the town spelling bee. In seventh grade, I lost uh, with the word cappuccino, which was I always say like there was no Starbucks back then. This was years before Starbucks. It was definitely the first time I had ever heard this word. And there's two P's and two C's in cappuccino. And it, you know why I hold the grudge to this day? Because the number of freaking coffee shops that spell cappuccino wrong. That's hilarious. It's like two thirds do. And I'm like, you don't know. Why was I supposed to know as a 13 year old? I didn't know it. As Britney Spears says, that is just so typically you. Like you walking through New York. You spelled it wrong and you spelled it wrong. Angrily glaring at cappuccino signs is... P.K. Amy Wilson. This was a popular theme. Leslie got out on the word bureau. Uh-huh. Carrie got out on the word exercise. <laughs> okay. And then Melissa and I share. Now, we used to have in-school spelling bees. I was never I was never in the big leagues like you, Wilson. So I was never playing for keeps. I, was, I wasn't heading for ESPN. I'm talking about my first grade Mrs. O'Rourke's classroom spelling bee every Friday that I would obsess about all week and then cry about all weekend if I didn't win. I got out on the word business, as did Melissa. And to this day, I said it to my kids four days ago. Bus, I, Ness. That's how you spell business. And I will never forget it again. I mean, I could spell that word till the day I die. Okay. I have one more spelling bee story. Okay. So maybe three years ago, my kid is in a grade school spelling bee at school and the parents could go because this was in the before times when parents were allowed to show up at school for fun stuff. Remember that? So anyway, so I'm there for the spelling bee with a bunch of parents. My kid gets the word lightning. He spells it L-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-G. Ding. I'm sorry. That's wrong. And he goes and sits down. And I'm sitting there in the audience, like, (laughs) slowly rising from your seat. Right. Like, I don't want to be that mom. 
but my kid is out and that's how you spell lightning. I like don't know what to do. And I read her. I went over to the teacher at the end of the row and I'm like, (laughs) I don't think anyone is surprised to know that what you did was slowly rise and walk over. Spelled that correctly, actually. The teacher's like, I know. So they stopped the spelling bee, you know, and they're like, actually, that is spelled correctly. Whoever was in charge thought it was spelled L-I-G-H-T-E-N-N-I-N-G. That's if you're bleaching, you know, your face, you're using lightening cream. Mm-hmm. And so he got to rejoin the spelling bee and then got out in the next word. So, you know. <laughs> That's probably for the best. It's probably good that like he didn't win the championships after, you know, right. his mom intervened. Even though you were correct, I still think it's for the best. I didn't want to be still holding the grudge, so I decided to speak up. We're going to be back with even more tiny grudges. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby's skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. (laughs) But all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Amy, do you know what a sip and see is? It's a baby shower after the baby's born. It's a baby shower that happens in the South after the baby is born, I must say. I had never heard the term sip and see until I married a Texan. And if you're like Jewish, you don't have baby showers because it's bad luck to like get presents and stuff for the baby before the baby's born, at least for some Jewish people. But a sip and see, is it like we had it from my sister-in-law because she was on bed rest. Is a sip and see sort of always a thing or is it like it's just an option that's available? 
So I'm a journeyman traveler to the world of Southern ways because I married a Texan, which I'm not even going to begin the whole debate about whether or not Texas is South. But as far as I can tell, you do a full baby shower with like themes, colors, and like you have to, in triplicate writing, sign off on what you're like themes and colors are going to be, which was slightly problematic for me because I was like, our theme is have a baby and raise it, you know, which is not a correct (laughs) theme. And then after the baby is born, you do another giant party that involves a whole nother round of excitement. I would, I might hold a grudge about that if I had to go to two open baby presents parties for the, for one baby. I don't know. It's all a blur now. I don't know if you even get presents at the sip and see. It might just be an excuse to like gather the ladies and look at the baby. Okay. Again, we're not doing these anymore, guys. It's like germy mess of a nightmare, <laughs> right. but right. we did do a sip and see with one of my children. So I really had to highlight this so that I could share the words sip and see with people who are not familiar with this tradition. It's sip your drink and see the baby. I feel obligated to say it. Correct. Sip your drink. See the... There you go. You've cracked the code. Good job. You speak uh, Texan now, Amy. Yeah, yeah. Megan says, a girl threw a drink on me at my daughter's sip and see, and I couldn't throw her butt in the pool because my parents and in-laws were staring right at me. I mean, we don't get a lot of backstory here, but she says she cannot let it go. And I don't know what causes someone to throw a drink in someone's face at their sip and see, but I, I think I would hold on to that. I mean, she's one of the guests of honor. It's your, also your daughter's sip and see. I had to like do like a pie, like a chart in my head, like an org chart to understand. So it was your own baby sip and see and somebody threw a drink on you, but you couldn't throw her in the pool because your parents and your, and your in-laws were watching. Yeah, I guess you don't want to melee at the sip and see. That's a bad look. No. Inciting incident. Megan, we need more information. I need the inciting incident. Exactly. We need a full investigative podcast. Maybe that will be our next spinoff podcast. What the heck happened <laughs> at Megan's Sip and Say? I'm going to need a little more information with Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. We need like Amy with the wall with the red strings being like, <laughs> so what happened is yes. Cheryl came in. She had been dating Bob. Like whatever happened here, we need to get to the bottom of it. But yes, you should definitely hold a grudge. It's terrible. Sometimes you have all the information you need, like Kim. Kendra Jay, who tells us that she had a competition in fourth grade to build an ice box at home and bring it to school to see whose ice cube had melted least by the end of the day. It was between her and another girl at the end of the day. Kendra Jay's ice cube was clearly bigger and the teacher said the other girl's was. What the heck? I mean, hold on to that grudge. <laughs> Similarly, I've talked about how my mom was an amazing costume maker when we were kids. For Halloween and yes. And we were in a costume contest and... She had spent, you know, four months on this, I think, clown outfit for my brother that involved like stuffed clown shoes that were like these stuffed shoes that went that she handmade, you know, that went over his shoes. And like she had dyed a mop red to make like a red funny wig. I mean, flawless. And she lost... She lost. I mean, my brother lost. But let's be honest, my mom lost to a kid who was like, dressed as a box of french fries or something and it came out later that they thought that my brother's costume was store-bought and that's why they didn't give him the award it was too good it was too good and let me tell you talk about investigative podcasts my mom tried to get to the bottom of that one for years she was like i want names i want names let's talk about this judging committee 
Yeah. I want background information. Like she was not going to let that one rest. And she wasn't wrong. It was a horrible crime against her. But yeah, that one didn't go down easy. No. Amy's husband, not you, a different Amy, different husband crime. Not my husband. No, he never does anything wrong. (laughs) Never, except for the omelet pan. (laughs) Her husband dented her brand new crock pot. She gave him crap about it for years. Eventually, she was given a new one. Do you still hold a grudge, Amy? Are you still mad that he dented it even though you've gotten a new one? Well, she's writing about it on Facebook, eh? She hasn't let it go. I think she should let it go now that she has a new crockpot. And I mean, respect. I had a teapot. You know, I love my tea. I'm having my tea right now. I had a teapot from Mackenzie Childs, which if you know, you know, it's like a very fancy kind of ceramic-y pottery brand. We happened to go in the summers to the Mackenzie Child outlet where you can get deals And so I found this teapot that I was in love with, in love with, in love with. They're gorgeous. They're like Alice in Wonderland. And when I say, I'm saying tea kettle, not teapot. It was a kettle that went on the stove. And so my husband at one point turned my tea kettle on, I believe, I can't remember what, and then went to work. And so like six hours later, first of all, the house almost burned down. And second of all, my pot was completely melted. And I'm going to say I haven't really let go of it. Has he replaced it? So this is how I hold a grudge. I was like, I don't even want another one. Now I have an electric tea kettle. That's probably better. But no, he hasn't replaced it. I don't know. I don't even want another one. It was my special thing. I'm holding on. Now I'm mad too. I don't even want another one now. Forget it. That's how I am. I am really a grudge holder. I'm like, if I let him replace my teapot, which he could have done in 10 seconds, it would have gladly done to get off the hook. I see the moral high ground of you ruined my like, I would rather have no beautiful teapot than see the ground of like, you did me wrong. This reminds me of my husband for Valentine's Day this year. He said, I got you something. It's really small and it's not here yet. But it was Valentine's Day. So I said, okay, what, what is it? I have one coffee cup that I love to use that we're not even really sure where it came from. It just sort of showed up in our house. And it's this China cup. And I just love it. And I drink my coffee out of it. And he said, I was so worried that like one day I was going to break it, handling it, like something would happen to it, that I I bought you another one. (laughs) So I wouldn't be in trouble for breaking it. Oh, that's very thoughtful. That's an anti-grudge. Yeah. He's planning ahead for when he dents the crock pot. He already has another one lined up behind it. Yeah. He should behind the scenes call my husband and give him some pointers because he should have probably had a backup teapot. Consider it done. Tiffany was in fifth grade. Back to fifth grade. They had a special ice cream treat for school. Yeah. All day, she was looking forward to putting crushed cookies on her ice cream, only to have another kid in the class take the last of them. She was two people away. She saw it happen. She literally watched it happen in front of her. What I like is grudges, like where literally no one is at fault. This is the ultra tiny grudge because... This is really tiny. My husband lit my beloved teapot on fire. Like he is to blame and therefore the grudge is valid. What I like even more is the grudge where like this kid had no idea that two kids behind him in line, he was dashing Tiffany's hopes of getting the right kind of ice cream. Mm -hmm. First of all, What kind of school? I mean, what a world that in fifth grade, someone was having an ice cream bar at school. (laughs) What a wonderland. They must have raised the most money for UNICEF or something. It must have been a really special achievement. Who knows what was going on at this wonderland school? I mean, magical. But it didn't help Tiffany this day when the kid two in front of her took the last. She even says the kid that didn't wasn't a mean kid, but I never liked him after that. Right. Even as we grew up, I still always looked at him with a level of suspicion and slight anger. 
This is the perfect kind of grudge because it's like... I get it. Yeah, because he has no idea. Yeah. He didn't do it on purpose, unlike Emily's friend from high school, a guy who she had a huge crush on at the time, asked her if she liked a band, this certain band. And being the silly teenage girl Emily was, she said, yes, oh my gosh, I love them. And he said, oh, I just made them up because I knew you would say yes to be cool. She says she was so mortified and she's still bitter 35 years later. I mean, I want to judge this guy, but I definitely used to do this to my little sister. I definitely used to. Siblings are different. Siblings are just like... I know. It's the cruelty crucible. This is such a classic mean kid move. Like, oh, do you like this band? Blah, blah, blah. Do you like this band, Dead Spider? And it's like, are you kidding me? Dead Spider is my favorite. I've had... There is no band, Dead Spider, you loser. Like, what? This, you can legit hold a grudging band. It's bad. I'm having like a flashback, a grade school flashback. I remember like one of the mean girls in my class asking me if I liked the band who sang Hot Stuff. And I was like, sure, I do. And she said, it's not a band. It's Donna Summer. It was a solo yeah. artist. And I was like, no, you got me on a technicality. Like, yeah. Yes. But, but I was totally embarrassed. I'm yeah. just remembering this. Yeah. This is a thing people do, apparently. Catch you in a lie. Catch you like in a band that doesn't exist. Ha ha. Let's level up this example of Emily's with Gretchen's. All right. Someone in my class teased me during math. He ended up becoming a rock star later. And every time I heard his hit, I grr. I mean, she maybe gets some satisfaction from the fact that he's a one-hit wonder and is well-known for being a jerk. But this is incredible. Episode two of I'm Gonna Need Some More Information here with Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson is who was this rock star? I'm gonna say if you want a deep dive on the What Fresh Hell podcast page, you may be able to get to the bottom of that mystery. <gasps> okay. We're not gonna call him out here because that's not what What Fresh Hell is about. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna say the answer is out there. If okay. you want to get your red string out and be against the wall, being like, who? <laughs> but I definitely find this fact. I always think about that and I feel like they've made movies about it. Like what happens when like the weird kid, you know, goes on to become famous and you're like, that's the kid who was mean to me. I had this, my bully in grammar school's mom was on a soda commercial when I was young. Which, as you said, just to reestablish, means she was like basically the Queen of England. Like, who could ever even know somebody so famous? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Meghan Markle, take a seat. Like, this is true yes. celebrity. <laughs> Right, right. And it haunted me. Like when I saw that commercial on TV, it was like someone reaching through the TV and stabbing me. The idea that, I don't know. That your enemy just had this like ace card that they would always be able to play that their mother was in a soda commercial. I just was so like jealous, rageful, hurt to see like, how can this family be thriving when the kid makes fun of me on the bus? Like it just seemed... I don't know. It just felt like taunting me through the airwaves. I mean, I can't describe it. It was just a grudge. Amy, let's talk about, because I love this one as well. I have so many of these things you were not allowed to have as kids that other kids oh. had. Lillian's best friend had a Snoopy snow cone machine. She was never allowed to have one. Her husband got her one for her 30th birthday. It's really a sweet gift. Ah, oh, it's so good because there were so, mine was easy bake ovens. We were not allowed to have them. I mean, they were house fires waiting to happen and they were childhood burns waiting to happen. I mean, they were not a good idea fundamentally, but the idea that I was not allowed to have an easy bake oven, I just tried to buy one for my kid for her birthday because that's how bitter I still am that I didn't have one. We have some youngs listening. The easy bake oven, it was a toy oven that was a light bulb, right? It was powered by a light bulb <laughs> and you got special cake mixes with it, which I don't know what you did when you ran out of the two cake mixes because there was no internet to figure out how to get more. You threw it away. Yeah. But you could bake like a child cake in the easy bake oven and it just was, it probably didn't turn out like the ad, but boy, it sure looked 
amazing. Yeah, it didn't taste good. And 90% of the time it involved some sort of flesh burn, but it was still like the best thing to have. And then Kimberly says to Lillian, that reminds her of her husband telling me that he still holds a grudge against his parents for never buying him a giant box of Crayola crayons with a sharpener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought one for my son a couple of weeks ago and he told me to make sure it's on full display when his mom comes over. (laughs) In your face, mom. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, the list of things that we did not have as children, I I held on to them deeply. I got every Christmas morning, my grandmother, my tweet tweet grandmother, Mary Connor Wilson, she would give us all an orange Mm. and I think some money, it might've been $20 or something and a new box of 64 Crayola crayons with a sharpener on the back. And I, I mean, you can take the money, that new box of crayons. That was living. Oh yeah. So good. We'll be right back with even more small grudges. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health, and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, lumen.me, and use the code FRESH at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. And now, grudges your kids hold against you. From the Wet Fresh Health Podcast. Sure, you got each of your children half a dozen perfectly sourced gifts over the holidays. But then in January, you gave the younger one a slightly larger piece of cake. That won't be forgotten. Ever. According to your kid, he could have definitely made the NBA if it wasn't for your family's short genes. Grudge level? Huge. Yeah, your kid who can't remember to shut the front door, they will definitely remember the day you were 15 minutes late for pickup because you were binging Love Island and forgot the time forever. Four birthdays ago, your daughter wanted an LOL surprise doll. You got her an LOL color change pet. You will never live that down. You made soggy french fries last month at dinner. 
every time you make fries for the next five years, your children will say, I sure hope these aren't soggy. That time you insisted they turn off Fortnite and made them lose the battle royale they were about to crush? Yeah, their college roommates will be hearing about that. You told your kids they couldn't have dessert, and then they caught you in the pantry eating cookies. You're busted, Mom, and this grudge isn't going anywhere. This has been Grudges Your Kids Hold Against You. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Amy, it shan't surprise you to find out that the mother-in-laws did not come out real well Uh in the grudges category. I mean, clearly we could do 9,000 episodes on reasons that people are mad at their mothers-in-law and really not even begin to scratch the surface of what's going on out there. We have talked about mothers-in-law before. We both are lucky to have excellent mothers-in-law in in our lives. Yes, yes, we are. But we're going to start with Michelle because this one drops all the rest of them. Like, And nothing else even is in this category. Michelle's mother-in-law showed up to her wedding in a black dress and told people she was in mourning. I probably thought that was hilarious. Not a tiny grudge. No, no, no. Yeah, that's a major grudge. I don't think that's more of a this can't be fixed episode, I would say. That's beyond the scope of this podcast episode. Correct. We cannot even begin to unpack that here. But I will say I want to make what do you call it? a public service announcement at this juncture, Amy? Please do. Uh-huh. Mothers-in-law everywhere. Do not cut your grandchildren's hair without permission. This seems to be a leading factor in grudges. I love my mother-in-law and she kind of did this. She didn't cut my baby's hair, but when my oldest was a baby, he had all, he had, you know, sweet little bit head of baby hair and he also had a lot of cradle cap. Mm-hmm. And we went out like to dinner or something for the night and she watched him and we came home. He was maybe four months old. And she said, I just like, I just got at it and I got rid of all his cradle cap. And he, she had also gotten rid of all his hair. So we came, we went away with like a, a hair baby with, with cradle cap, admittedly, and came back to a baby with, with neither cradle cap nor hair, which I held a grudge about. I don't anymore. He has hair, so it's all good. But it was from a place of love. Yeah, it's a mind-strewn minefield out there. The other thing I would say is that mothers-in-law, one of your first assignments, I had this in reverse. Learn to spell your daughter-in-law's name right up front. Just get on that. Wow. Yes. Because if you and also call your daughter-in-law by what she wants to be called by. My mother-in-law has a common name that is spelled slightly unusually. And I think the first maybe two times that I wrote something down, I spelled it incorrectly. You got to lock in on the correct spelling of the name. And then if your daughter-in-law has not changed her name, that is her name. So you don't use the husband's name if she has not changed her Mm -hmm. name. Just commit to everybody's name they want to be called. I don't care what that person wants to be called. What do you want to be called? How is it spelled? Lean in. That's my advice from the mother-in-law grudges. Alexandra Billings said this on Facebook and she was so right. Like if we can call somebody The Rock... Then we can like just yes. call people who they want to be called. So that's really, that's well said. Yeah, let's just get on that page. It's not, that's not the hill to die on, people. This is a funny grudge, and I have a similar one. Sheila says, I have a grudge against a childhood friend for serving checks mix only and playing no music at his wedding reception that lasted longer than his actual marriage did. I am truly a petty Betty about this. Sheila, I need to understand where else could have you been that night? I guess that's where the grudge comes from. Like it was a boring wedding reception, but could you have washed your hair? Got to push back. Got to push back. Like I 
think a bad party is unacceptable. Like, don't make me put a bra on to come eat Chex Mix. Like, it's, I will say my wedding was extremely long because we had a Catholic mass. And I know there was definitely some feelings about the fact that my wedding service was an hour and 15 minutes long. Like people who are not used to that, they don't want to sit through it. No, mine was also extremely lengthy and on the hottest day of that year. It was north of 90 degrees in the church. And we did the full on pomp and circumstance. We're talking coronation, Buckingham Palace. Sorry, guys, you're going to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. It's Catholic. Exactly. <laughs> Sit down, get comfy. We're going to be here for a while. I went to a party once that involved, again, it was kind of, I had gotten dressed up and it was years and years ago. And I got there and then it was a million rules. You have to go move your car. You parked it in the wrong spot. And then finally got in and it was all vegan, no alcohol. And I just feel like that should be disclosed beforehand. I'm fine. If you want to invite me to your all vegan, no alcohol, very high maintenance parking event. Right, 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 right. I can make my own decision, but don't. that shouldn't be a surprise party. It should be disclosed in advance. Now, if it's a wedding, you've got a different situation because you probably have to go. But yeah, I definitely had some feelings about having driven and like gotten dressed up and then being trapped at a vegan, no alcohol party that I thought was a regular party. I love the term petty Betty. That really works for me. Let's all be petty Bettys. You do have to wonder, like to not have music at a wedding, like you have to work hard to do that at this point. I mean, stick an iPhone like in a large bowl and then you've got a speaker. Yeah, I assume it maybe was some sort of, you know, religious thing or something. There has to be a choice. Maybe it was a a silent meditation retreat reception. I love Andrea. My cousin and her best friend were always more stylish than me. So the cousin best friend is one person. This is a hyphenate, I believe. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, just setting that in the... Okay, can picture it. One day, my grandma bought me a cool red tracksuit and my cousin loved it. I felt awesome that I had done something good in the fashion department. Wait for it. The next day, my cousin came over and had bought herself an even cooler red tracksuit. <laughs> what? I told her I loved it, but it stabbed me in the heart and still does to this day. She's still one of my best friends, so I guess this grudge qualifies as tiny. Imitation is a sincerest form of flattery and the easiest uh, path to a, a grudge held for a long time. Yeah, for sure. My bestie's kind of like this. Like everything she does is just effortlessly cool. And I definitely was always slightly living in the shadow of her fabulous coolness. And definitely if I had bought a tracksuit, I don't know that she would have bought the tracksuit, but she would have definitely looked cooler in the tracksuit. You know, sometimes it's like, uh, did you ever know that you're my hero? Like she was, she's, I'm the wind beneath her wings. That's I got to just settle for. It must have been cold there in her shadow. It was cold. It was ice cold. And yet the tracksuit. I also got to bask in the warmth of her glory. So listen, you make choices. The saddest part of this is it's, a, it's from the very person, like I'm picturing you, your best friend slash cousin comes over and is like, ooh, I love your tracksuit. And you're like, yes, I did something right for once because this person gave me her approval. That's what really hurts. The, her approval of your choice meant more than anything else in the world. And then she approved it so much she copied it. So stabbed to the heart, as she says, all these years later. Suzanne says, when we were teenagers, similar theme. My slightly older sister, two years, would always give me grief about my makeup style. She then took my favorite eyeshadow on her senior trip to Hawaii for a week without asking. 
still mad. <laughs> that stuff was like $7.99 at the drugstore. You don't get your allowance for another week? What are you supposed to do? Listen, wet and wild. That's what we had. Wet and wild. I mean, it's classic. Sisters bar. That's what my uh, grandmother and her sister were still mad about 70 years later. Like sisters taking your stuff and bar. I remember um, I was applying for a job once. And one of the questions were, if we were to ask your closest people about your negative qualities, what would it be? And I came home and I was talking to my sisters and I said, that was a really weird question. Like, if we were to ask people closest to you what your negative qualities, what would it be? And I was like, I said that sometimes, I can't remember, I said something like vaguely complimentary of myself. Like, sometimes I'm just too great, you know, like that kind of answer. I love too much. Right, right, right. Sometimes I love too much. And my sisters were both like, it's that you borrow our stuff and ruin it and are careless with other people's things. And they were just like completely united in their verdict that I... They didn't have to sidebar first, right? They were like, there's no discussion here. They were like, give me that guy's number. I'm going to call him back. It's not that you love too much. It's that you like take my sweater and when you give it back, it's got a large hole in it that you haven't mentioned. Guilty as charged. Grudge away, people. This is a good one. Chrissy says her sister went with her ex-boyfriend to Chrissy's senior prom. She's three years younger. So, okay. So this younger sister is a freshman. It's Chrissy who's the senior. The younger sister takes Chrissy's ex to Chrissy's prom, also set her wedding date to a month before Chrissy's. This can't be fixed. No, can't be fixed. This is not a small, small grudge. What is a small grudge is Caitlin's husband is still angry at a local pumpkin farm because the guy told him a squash from the $1 table was $5. <laughs> and then had a little attitude when Caitlin's husband put it back. Every time we drive by, the husband announces, I hate that pumpkin farm. <laughs> it's been 10 years. That's a truly small grudge. I hate that squash yeah. farm. I love that. It's like, this was from the $1 table. This squash, like a squash related beef is just something you need to ask some hard questions when you're having a squash related beef with someone. Caitlin also, she has another grudge for herself. She never got to be Mary in the Christmas pageant. Oh, that's a burn. That's a serious burn. Yeah. My kids have all you know, gone through school without none of them were Mary or Joseph. Or the baby Jesus. I was really chuffed about that. They pick, there's a real baby to be the baby Jesus in the pageant every year at my kid's grade school. But they definitely choose the baby by sort of being like, um, like who is a baby? And so the year that <laughs> my youngest daughter was two months old, she would have been perfect to be the baby. And instead, they gave it to another baby who was like 10 months old and who like was taking out her pacifier and like trying to climb down and like, you know, crawl away. So that like, like come on, come on. You should have been slowly walking around holding that baby up for like a month before that pageant, you know? Yeah. I couldn't believe we didn't get the look for that. I'm still mad. Stay mad. <laughs> Outrage. Passed over. You're, that's your inner actress coming out. You're like, we were perfect for the cast and they went with someone else. Right. Right. I timed my ovulation precisely to get a baby Jesus in this pageant. How very dare you. I know. Well, I feel like there are so many, we're going to have to do a part two of this. Yeah. I mean, there are a million, a million tiny things that you all are holding on to. And I love that for you. And I don't want to correct you at all. It looks great on you. It looks great on you. You wake up every day and you choose violence and rage. And I respect it highly. Just like us. Just like us. The $1 squash table, I'll be thinking about that for like three months. I just love it. Like that pumpkin farm tried to do us wrong over that squash. Love it for Caitlin's husband. I'm going to remember Lillian's ice cream cone machine desire. I will say Lillian. Yep. 
Snoopy snow cone machine. We were the same. Like we were not allowed to have my mom correctly again was very against anything that involved food out of the kitchen, as we've discussed. So the Snoopy snow cone machine and the easy bake oven were both out by definition from the jump because they would have involved us messing around with food in our rooms. So they were dead on arrival. Plus, like you had an oven and a blender already. You didn't really need your like separately branded doesn't work as well. Yeah, we never even got down to that level of logic, but you're absolutely right. But I agree that like I can sing you the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine theme. Its name is the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. And I still get bitter when it jumps into my head because I never had a Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. The theme song for the Snoopy Ice Cone Machine just says its name is the Snoopy Ice Cone Machine. <laughs> okay, Amy, if you want to go there, no, I was just trying to give you the brief version, but it goes, you put ice cubes in and get a snow cone out. Yum yum fun is what it's all about. Come on, it'd take them like five minutes to write that song. <laughs> I mean, you have a new grudge against the theme songwriters. Did you know that wherever you're listening right now, you could just like pause this episode and you can share it. If you're listening from your phone, you could share this right now. You could send it to the rock star who was mean to you in fifth grade. You could share it to your friend who borrowed your Snoopy ice cream machine and then broke it and or never gave it back. You could, although you probably deleted their number already. Yes. <laughs> or your sister who took your boyfriend to the prom, to your prom. Look on the app on your phone and you will see a share button. And then you can just text it, email it, share it however you want with friends and say, check this out. It's a great podcast. Would you do that today? We would love that. And then we'll never have a grudge against you. No, we love our listeners. No, I mean, we might have slight grudges against a couple of non-sharers, but we're not going to publicize it. Friends, nurse those grudges out there. I loved this episode. It really made me laugh today. Let's do a part two. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.